2: You're listening to Orange and Blue Bloods. Hosted by EJ Stewart and Tommy
0: Beard. Let's get to it, New
2: York. And um, they now, after coming off of a 3-0 homestand. It's funny, we did this uh, podcast last Friday. We are like, hey, what are we looking here? 2-1, I guess, is probably your best case scenario. And now they're yeah. 3-0 in that homestand. Now three, they- are blow blowout yes, yes. <laughs> yes, dominant, just dominant performances in all three of them. They now uh, head to South Beach to take on the Miami Heat um, in a crucial matchup for playoff implications. The Knicks are currently the fifth seed in the East. They sit three and a half games ahead of the Heat, who are in seventh. This is one of the three matchups remaining left with the Miami Heat. They have two of them in South Beach. That One of them will, of course, be on Friday, and they have another one later on in the season. So big game for the Knicks in terms of the standings. Uh, the Heat are coming off a loss to the Sixers at home on Wednesday. Uh, the last time these two teams played, the Knicks beat the Heat 106, 104 in Mass Square Garden. That was actually probably the last great game from J- RJ Barry, which I think he had 31 in that game or 30. So, um, so, and that was a game without Jalen Brunson, I believe. So, that was a, a big win for the Knicks at that time, as Knicks and Heat were jockeying at that time, I think, for the sixth seed. Now, things have changed greatly at this point in the season. So, um, at this point in time, is the way the Knicks are playing. And I know, you know, this is saying, barring a kind of crazy collapse that happens. Down the stretch, do you feel like the Knicks can get a win here and put them up four and a half in the standings? Do you feel like that would kind of really put the heat in the rearview mirror moving forward this season?
1: Yeah, I mean, one thing we got to keep in mind: the, this seven-game win streak is the second longest win streak the Knicks have had this season. They won eight in a row yeah. um, back in December. Then they lost five in a row. Um, yeah. That being said, I don't anticipate that being the case because this team is just far more well-rounded. The strength of schedule that the teams the Knicks have beat are better than the Knicks. Beat up on during that eight-game winning streak. Um, this certainly feels a lot more sustainable. Um, but that being said, the Knicks don't have the history, don't have the pedigree to look past any team. Um, you know, so that's why these these games against the Heat are important because again, we you know, Knicks fans are going to keep their eye on that four seed, but they also should look behind in the rearview mirror that you obviously want to avoid that seven seed. as we've talked about all year long. You want to avoid the play-in, um, and it looks like the Nets are obviously trending in the wrong direction. Knicks should be able to cushion, you know, build a cushion, um, but they're three and a half up on Miami right now. Um, And you're right. If they can secure, get four and a half up by beating them uh, Friday night, and they should, I mean, listen, um, this heat team, Kyle Lowry missed, did not play. They got blown out by the Sixers on Wednesday night. Kyle Lowry didn't play again due to that, uh, you know, that that knee soreness that he's been dealing with. Um, You know, Bam out of Biles, really the only player producing on a consistent level. Um, Jimmy Butler was, you know, 16-3-3. You know, he's going to play well, but, you know, certainly um, not, you know, at this stage of his career, probably not capable of dominating for long stretches. Um, Gabe Vincent starting at point guard. Tyler Hero was 4-15 from the floor. Kevin Love is starting and playing 25 minutes a night uh, for Miami. Um, a guy that couldn't even get rotate was out of the rotation because he was a liability defensively uh, for Cleveland for the last month um, they don't have a ton coming off the bench Caleb Martin obviously is a, you know is, is a talented player and, and Max Struess as well but you know, you know, Cody Zeller, um, Duncan Robinson is, is kind of trying to get back in the rotation. In terms of talent, you know, from, from top to bottom, um, not only, you know, Brunson and, and Randall at the top, but again, the thing we've talked about, you know, previously on this pod and, and previous pods is thats is that third through nine player in the rotation, the heart, the yeah. IQ, the Hartenstein, the Mitch Robb, um, and then. Jalen Brunson kind of being the wild card. Um, that's where the Knicks kind of can d- differentiate themselves on a night and night out basis. Um, and that's where they should be able to take advantage of a, of a, a humbled and hurting Miami Heat team.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think if they win this game, I, I'm I, the heat are, are cooked in terms of trying to catch the Knicks, you know, and uh, now Brooklyn is you know, still in the picture. Now they have to really turn their way. their turn around how they're playing, but you know, they're they're close up in the standings where you can't dismiss Brooklyn, but they get a four and a half against the heat uh that's a lot and then you know the heat would then have to sweep the knicks in that, the last two games and the way the Knicks are playing like do i think the heat can beat the knicks three straight times essentially like i, I that would surprise me over right
1: team. that's that's it's, the it's, only it's, thing to mention as far as those two teams head-to-head is even if the knicks win friday and have a huge four and a half game lead with 16 or so games that he do play them twice so theoretically nick stumble and and you know he would obviously have to win those two games it's not inconceivable um that they would make the run but certainly the knicks would have a huge seemingly insurmountable lead if they hold if they take care of business anything. yeah
2: and i think when you look at the standings because the nets are you know a entirely different team than they were two weeks ago the Heat of the team you look at and say, "Okay, we know their pedigree. We know the caliber of players they have. They're the team yes. you kind of worry about. Say, okay, maybe they'll they'll catch them. They can get hot. You know, the Heat. You know, they've shown in history that they can go on a nine out of ten game stretch or yes. win twelve out of thirteen. So that's the team that you worry about. But four and a half, with the way this Heat team is playing, they, they they're an older team. They're a little bit beat up. I just think that that would be too much to overcome. So this is a big opportunity for the Knicks. You mentioned Kyle Lowry when he's played, he's been ineffective. And now he's even not playing. So maybe that's a, a, a addition by subtraction. I'm not sure. They started Gabe Vincent last game. He went 0 for 7 from 3. So uh, I'm not sure how much of an upgrade that's going to be. So it, it, the, the Heat are in a little bit of trouble. And, you know, there's you know, the rumblings about you know how happy is Jimmy Butler with the situation right now. We know Bam Adebayo bio. I think he's one of the most underrated players in the NBA. I mean, that last game against the Knicks, I mean, he he looked like a superstar in that game. I mean, he was phenomenal. Um, and he's a great player, a great two-way player. It just doesn't feel like they have a lot around him and they like you mentioned the bench they do not have a lot coming off the bench so it just it almost feels like the heat at this point like right? kind of plan out the string and then they'll just kind of see what happens when they get to the postseason whether it's a playing uh matchup or they find a way to get to that six spot and catch the nets but uh i don't know i think that the knicks This is a game you said i you know there's seven in a row so at a certain point they're not going to win you know 30 in a row whatever games left so the Knicks are going to lose at some point so if they lost i mean it's going to happen at some point but it feels like on paper the Knicks should beat this team. It, you know, it feels like they should beat this team. They're deeper, they're younger, they're fresher, um, and uh, I would argue they—if they don't got the best player on the floor, they got two of the three best players on the floor yeah. in Randall and Brunson.
1: Yeah, I mean, listen, uh, the, the, as I mentioned, the Heat started Kevin Love at power forward last night. I oh, mean, Jesus. You can't—you yeah. can't ask Kevin Love to guard Druze Randall. I mean, that's that—that's that's an embarrassment. They'll probably put Caleb Martin. I guess he's on
2: Mitch, uh, right? Yeah. I, I guess he'll—he'll he'll start on oh, Mitch, yeah. but yeah. I mean.
1: Put Bam on 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 uh, on on Randall. You thinking? Yeah. yeah that, but- that- it's a it's a possibility. I don't know if you want Bam, you know, Garden. I could see Randall putting up 10 3 pointers if, if if you know just right. drawing, drawing Bam you know way out way outside the floor. That's a great matchup defensively for Mitch though, who's been playing at a at a really high level. Um, he'll get uh, you know he'll he'll have a tough test against uh, Bam Rock, uh, Bam Adebayo. um yep. And the other at, at point guard, so you know you got um, you know Jalen Brunson against Gabe Vincent is is, is a mismatch as well. And then then you got you know the the bench unit um, with Hart and IQ as we mentioned. So yeah, on, on paper, Knicks um, have a a big there's a big talent discrepancy and you know the 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 things you you hate about tibbs leaving Brunson and Randall in the game up 40 points with 3 minutes left uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, until last night. Oh, the good comes with the that that bad comes with the good. He keeps this team hungry. He you know they don't take a second off. Um you know so they're not going to overlook any opponent. Um I thought I thought Wednesday night might have been a trap game coming off a huge win over the Celtics. You know the nets are going to get up for the game. Um how do yeah. teams deal with success and the, the Knicks more than showed up. Uh, One talked about that, you know, getting off the strong start and it was the Knicks led by Randall and Brunson and um, who really just buried the, the, the Brooklyn right out of the gate?
2: Yeah, Knicks are, are, are starting to show the signs of being a mature team. Like, yes. I know they have a lot of young players, but it, it feels like you know, you like said, pretty much since the turn of the calendar year, these like absolute stinkers, like they haven't had a lot of them. Like, they may have a bad quarter, they may have a bad okay. half, like they had against oh, yeah, the Washington game, it was really a bad quarter. Um, they may have a bad quarter, maybe they'll have a bad half, but it's rare that they'll just just not show up for an entire game. And I do think that, like, you know, I have given Tibbs a lot of crap on this podcast, and I will give him crap when I think that he deserves it. But uh, he is doing a tremendous job keeping this team prepared, keeping this team focused. And he just seems to have the right temperature of the squad, something that I don't think he had last season, but he definitely has right now.
1: Yeah, and just one thing about Tibbs, and I I, I almost have to laugh when, you know, folks on, on media, a lot of media members especially, say, oh, where are the Tibbs haters now? You guys are silent. Are you, you know? No, the, I don't think it's as much of an own as these guys think. The reason the reason the season got – the Knicks were 10-13 and 13 with this – essentially the same level. They were three games below 500 because he was playing 48, because he was right. – playing IQ 22 minutes a night because he was playing Derrick Rose extended minutes when it's clear Derrick Rose is a shell of himself what did he do he did what the Tibbs haters wanted right. him to do play IQ a ton more minutes give McBride the, the have him replace the rotation that the minutes Fournier was getting to improve the team defensively what do you Star know and, Grimes, yeah and Quinn Grimes give him a ton more minutes what do you know? The Knicks turn it around, and you know, and, <laughs> well, our, you know, again, you know, Tibbs deserves yeah. credit, you know, where credit is due. But the beauty of you know, claiming that, that Tibbs haters are blind is okay, so if Tibbs gets credit for their record this year, does he get blamed is he the one to blame for essentially, you know, for the, them having a ch- a terrible season last year? Yeah. Um, you know, so so I keep, keep that in mind um, when, when you see folks say, oh, you know, listen, and 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 I've said from, from you know, from from the start, yeah, NBA is about talent. You can't, you know, you don't want to put too much um, emphasis on coaching. That changes a little bit in the postseason when you have to make adjustments. Tibbs yeah. was badly outcoached in the Atlanta series. He'll get a chance yep. at redemption this year. We'll see how it goes. But, um, you know, again, you know, Tip. We- uh, and we've been, you know, sincere since since day one. We've knocked Tibbs when he deserves it, and you yeah. give him credit when he des- when he when he deserves it. You knock yeah. Randall when he's playing poorly and quitting on his team and, and and showing zero effort defensively. Then you credit him when he fights through screens and and does the little extra things here and there and passes the ball at it and and stops doing the turnaround in the middle lane where he gets stripped and turns the ball over. Um, you know, we do this weird thing where we give players credit and coaches credit when they deserve it um so if you if you enter it without a without a significant bias you know and and looking and t- coming to an end point and then finding reasons for it if you just deter you know you make your analysis and you know comments on the games after they happen um you, you leave yourself a lot of uh, opportunity to again be fair uh and and that includes knocking guys when they don't play well as we've done with barrett and crediting yeah. guys like brunson when they turn around an entire franchise
2: yeah, I and mean, the Tibbs stuff is funny when people are like where are the Tibbs haters. Like you said, uh Tibbs made adjustments that I could have made if I was uh, in the bench. In fact, there are adjustments I kept asking for when I was uh, talking on the podcast or talking on radio in New York City that these are the things they need to do to change the the, the program, change the team around, and lo and behold, that happens. Okay, credit for doing that, but that doesn't negate what we were saying before was true. And what I always find funny, because you always mentioned like how like Every time the Knicks go on some winning streak, it, it, that art, that article of where the tips haters is never late. It's always <laughs> coming. But you know what article never gets written? Where's the love for Leon Rose? Yep. Like every time there's a win streak that happens, it's always oh we got it's Tibbs. You got to it, well, give Tibbs all the credit. Where the people? But those same media members who want to give Leon Rose crap for not talking to them for being basically yep. on the on the back of a milk carton because you can't yep. find them. They, they will hammer him. They will make every single move he makes and, or move he doesn't make and talk about how he's failing the team. But then when they start winning, oh, it's tips. It's got to be tips. It's not Leon Rose. It's not Leon Rose. It's the guy who brought in Jalen Brunson, the guy who traded for Josh Hart and led this uh 7-0 stretch since Josh Hart joined the team. It can't be that. It's got to be all tips.
1: Perfect point is the Josh Hart. It's not even Liam Rose got the guy. Tibbs got his guy in Josh Hart. So he gets credit for <laughs> Tibbs got his guy in Jalen Brunson as if he's the one on the work on the phones and trying to figure out the cap and figure out how to get a trade done. Um, you know, just, Yeah, yeah. I,
2: I've unfortunately seen Tibbs run an NBA team. It didn't go very well. Exactly. I saw him run the Minnesota Tim Wolves. Yep. So, Into the so, so
1: it, it sounds like every time
2: when we talk about uh, the guy Tibbs wants, it sounds like the front office most of the time ignores him. They're like, yeah, okay, whatever. Yeah. Uh, you know, the only guy that gave him was Derrick Rose. All these other guys he's been asked for. He wanted Reggie Bullock back. They were like, get out of here, old man.
1: Yep. <laughs> like, yep. like, like Alex Burks back.
2: Yeah, when Alex Burks back. Get out of here, man. So, exactly. It's, it's, it's. We give credit where credit is due. Tibbs is yep. doing a very good job. He has his strengths. I think you're seeing his strengths accentuated with this squad. Definitely. The weaknesses that he has, I think, could show up in the postseason with adjustments that have to be made quickly. He's made adjustments much quicker this season than he has in the yes. past, and that's why the Knicks have this record. Let's hope yep. that he makes those the same adjustments when it's playoff time. Yep. Um, last thing on the Heat, real quick. I love the Miami Heat matchup. Um, I, like, like you know, for a lot of older fans, like they think about the Knicks Bulls rivalry, Knicks Pacers rivalry, and to some degree, I got a little bit at Nick Pacers rivalry in the late two thousands. But like the Heat rivalry is like the rivalry for me. Like whenever I think of teams I hate in the NBA, as a Knicks fan. The Miami Heat always go right up to the top of the list because of those matchups in 97, 98, 99 and 2000. Incredible that they played that many times in a row with the Pat Riley going from New York and then going to Miami kind of in the in the in the wind of the night uh to to run that organization. Any favorite moments in the Miami Heat knicks rivalry?
1: Yeah, for for me it's an easy one. Um it's it's Allen Houston's it's Allen Houston's shot. Um, you know, in, in, 99 game five, um, uh, the backstory for me was um, I was a sophomore in college. I think that, that year, um, and every, I went to, I went to Holy cross up in Massachusetts. And a, at the end of the year, a bunch of students would get together and rent out a couple of, uh, uh, hotel rooms or whatever apartments, um, down on the Cape, uh, on, on the, on the Atlantic Atlantic ocean side of Massachusetts. Um, I didn't go, I missed like the first couple of days of that, because I wanted to make sure that I was at home watching that. And I still was on the fence. Like, ah, should I go, you know, um, uh, and anyway, long story short, Nick's, playing the heat that, 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 that day, game five, Allen Houston's hits that shot. I'm in my basement with my cousin. Um, and we go crazy and I go, yo, let's leave right now. We get in the car, drive out to the Cape, amped up, um, you know, and, and, you know, watch the, uh, the Hawk series. I ended up getting thrown out of the hotel because I was running around like the parking lot um, <laughs> after a candy <laughs> dunk, uh, against Atlanta um in, yeah. in, in game two and the and the and the owner of the hotel throws me out my friend still joke joke with me about this he throws me out of that he says yo you can't stay here you got to go and I just looked at the guy I go must be a Hawks fan so that's my little story um, <laughs> from, from that run in 99 and that's why that that moment and Patrick um people forget how Patrick playing with the heart of a warrior on a bum Achilles. absolutely. um that that series uh always was I think kind of his last great moments as a Nick.
2: Yeah, Ewing was an absolute warrior in that series. It's funny, I was looking back at that play. A play, by the way, the shot from um from Houston is hanging up in my in my apartment. It's one of the uh, few sports pictures I have hanging up in my apartment. It's Houston's it's a beautiful shot from behind the baseline of him shooting uh, and seeing the heat crowds kind of like, oh no. Um it's a, it's definitely one of my favorite moments as a sports fan. I mean, I remember being a kid in Queens, and um it's funny, my dad's a huge Knicks fan, but he wasn't home. I think he was working. So, I, 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 like, and, you know, this is, like, maybe, I don't think, I don't know if my dad had a cell phone at this point, or if he did, it, it was not something he would use to, like, call and talk, about, hey, the Knicks won, but, like, I remember, like, Houston hitting that shot, and it's just, like, my mom and my brothers, and, and like, I'm just running around the apartment going crazy, like, the Knicks are going to win this series, I just remember being, like, I cannot wait to tell my dad what I just saw, because I know my dad, he might have been listening on the radio, but he might not have seen it, so I'm, like, he's not going to believe how the Knicks won this game, so, like, thinking about that, and thinking about, like, that moment Always uh high on the list when it comes to sports memories. I also you can't also forget about Jeff and Gundy hanging on
3: uh <laughs>
2: hanging on the leg of, of Alonzo Mourning as him and, and LJ are just throwing haymakers at each other. I mean that was a that was a different time in the NBA. It's crazy to think of how things are now and think of how things were in that series. I mean Joe Feistberg and I seemed like every game. It was crazy.
1: Two really quick things on the Houston shot. Um, 1.8 seconds left when the Knicks inbounded. Um, one of the great what ifs: if they had a replay, I think that ball goes off Spreewell's foot. By the way, um, oh yeah, the play right before, like if you if you slow it down, I you know then they would have you know that shot. Obviously, they don't even get the chance to inbound. I think I think Marley fouled Houston on the shot, hit him on the top of the head. Um, uh, but the other thing is 0.8 seconds left after the shot drops. Um, Van Gundy screaming at the official for allowing um uh, terry porter to get a shot off he took a dribble and then launched one from like 35 feet didn't go in obviously but um I, I i actually had an opportunity to talk to van gundy last year and i asked him like why were you screaming at the official he said because terry porter should not have they, again remember they didn't have replay of yeah. that either so if that shot goes in you know the ref had his arms up and it bent yeah. you know then it would have counted they couldn't have overturned it with replay so i said right. but you, were, you, you just won the first spot eight seed the beatle one seed and you're screaming at the official who's yeah because we almost lost on some bs you know so, um, yeah. <laughs> so that was a yeah, that was that was a, a great series a great moment in mixed history
2: and one thing i'll mention also as well as we move on like i also forgot because i watched that whole series that last you know, minute of that game, like, yesterday, or a couple days. I don't know why it was up on Twitter. And I, I forgot how terrible that offensive series was before he's free will, you know, gets the ball knocked out of bounds. Like, they had nothing cooking. I don't know what Jeff was doing on that that draw up to start because there was not ha- nothing happening. And just, they got lucky that they got that side out of bounds.
1: And not just that series, not just that quarter, those games, you know, oh, those, yeah. those- uh, those, those Pacers games. Those CD, for anyone that complains, oh, the NBA, there's too many three pointers. It's boring. Go watch. Treat yourself to like the, one of those seven game series against the Pacers, or those or those knockdown out fights when they would dump the ball in the like, And I love Patrick, yada yada yada. Yeah.
3: And
0: then
1: one guy would stand on one side of the floor, the other four guys would watch. Just just watch that, and then compare that with contrast it with the movement and effort and energy. Too. Yeah, Nick got very
2: lucky in that one, but we're happy that they are. Nick's team, big game Friday, always a, a fun one. when Nick's team, nice
1: How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage.